Welcome back to another episode of the Hazardous Casuals Podcast. We are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast using the Genesis Narrative Dice system, and we're playing in our own homebrew fantasy setting called Alaria. My name is Matt, I am the Game Master, and we are thrilled to have you join us for another episode. First off, I am sorry about last week's episode. There was some severe weather that came through our neck of the woods, and we ended up losing power for quite a while, and it kept me from being able to finish up editing uh, this episode. So just a few things coming down the line as we uh, sort of kind of look at being about at the halfway point through this arc. This arc is going to be a little bit shorter. I wanted to give you guys a heads up on uh, what's coming down. Uh, as I think I've mentioned before, my wife and I are expecting our first child, and we are so excited, but that due date is getting close. And so with that, I will be taking a break from uh, podcasting and mainly recording and playing. And so we're trying to finish up the recording for this arc before the baby comes. And I think we're going to be able to to do that as long as no surprises come. <laughs> but you know how uh, how life is sometimes. So, uh, and if we are able to finish up recording, it'll be a good way to sort of finish up this arc and have a nice place to stop in our story. However, this does not mean that we're stopping the podcast. We are going to continue on podcasting. We're just going to take a short break. Let me get adjusted to being a new parent, and then we'll pick this back up. Uh, this has been way too much fun for us. We've had just uh, such a blast uh, doing this, and we're so happy and so excited that people have tuned in and actually uh, you know, spent their time uh, listening to our podcast, to a bunch of uh, casuals, uh, casual podcasters and role players. So if you would like to keep up to date with the podcast, you can always follow us on our Twitter page at Hazardous Casual, and you can find that link in our show notes and uh, find all sorts of other cool resources. Do we have anything to update on our characters? Speaking of, of character stuff. I, 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 I still never remembered I have a gruesome injury. Yes, yes, we uh we all missed missed track of that. Partially from uh Seth losing his character sheet through a the death of a computer. Yeah. I don't remember what I spent my experience on other than that. Was it through your personality? <laughs> no, that's not a measurable trait that you can spend experience on, so my personality is unchanged. Well, that's don't... what she said. <laughs> that oh, boy. Uh anybody else? Kachi, did you uh anything new on Kachi's front? Well, I, I I tell you, but Kachi's trying to be super extra sneaky about it. Oh, did he, uh, he gain some more stealth? Gain some ranks and some stealth? Nice. Okay. If you want to be so blunt about it, yes. Okay, it's out of the bag. I everyone knows. Super sneaky cat guy, of course. Glad I'm a stereotype for you. <laughs> All right. What about what about you? Uh, what about Leo? Hey, I heard I heard I'm Leo. Leo. <laughs> I heard Leo got a lot. He uh he had some some problems with his uh XP calculations. <laughs> Leo hadn't had time to sit and reflect on his abilities and lessons over the the, the adventure. <laughs> finally, on the boat trip down, he finally learned it. Now he can. Take all of his enemies on with a, a tank stance, where I can get everyone within a short range to attack me if I roll good. Um, 
Also, from all the carrying of goods across the country, it seems, back and forth, I'm now even brawnier than ever. Uh, Oh, did we gain a level of dedication? We did. I'm super dedicated to the muscle-bound muscleman club of america oh man. Oh, wait wait a valeria oh valeria okay <laughs> master mr universe huh oh yeah oh nice you all the way all right so we've got sounds like he took uh what is it called i'll take you all on talent I'll take you all on is the first talent and then dedication is the next nice so do, grab, do your talents yeah i grabbed uh also grabbed the tickets to the gun show since now i'm even brawnier and all my shirts don't quite fit, and I can just at any moment just rip the sleeves. It was like oh. a nice little pec flex. That's, um, that's not a real talent. It's okay. Just... Tickets to, no, it is. Oh, it's is 100%. It? Is tickets it a real talent? Show. What is when, it? When making a coercion check, your character may use this talent to use brawn instead of willpower. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. I forget. Is that from... Um... That is probably from the talent tome. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's from the talent tome. Is yeah. that an acceptable talent? Should I remove it? Oh, no, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. No, that sounds good. That does not sound game-breaking at all. <laughs> there's <laughs> some in the there's some in the expanded uh, talent PDF that they put out that's, like, a little questionable. Like, hmm, I don't know how I'd feel about having that in my game. But <laughs> that, that uh, speaking of which, we haven't done a, one of these in a while. If If you're looking at starting to be a GM or anything, Go get on uh, the internet and look up the expanded talents, Genesis talents for, uh, I think it's a community uh, community PDF that people have worked on. It's fantastic. I mean, they have, they have some custom like homebrew stuff, and they also have drawn a lot from the Star Wars games, which um, Gavin's talent, I'll take you all on, is basically a Star Wars talent. And if that doesn't kill your drive to be a new GM, nothing <laughs> No, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, resource. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it to anybody. It's fun to look, peruse through and 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 try and get your GM or to to let you pick pick talents from. These guys love to pick talents from there. And sometimes yeah. I have to say no. Um, I like. I wanted a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I'd, no like to, uh, I'd like to make a motion that it be canon. That uh, on the trek uh, while we were wandering up north, um, uh, or whatever direction we are from where we were before, um, uh, basically we were all like talking about our journey and how much we've learned. And then Leo was like, "What? What's this?" And, and they were like, "We're just recalling what all we've done." He's like, "Oh, you think back over the stuff you've done, not just about your, you know, crocodile, you know, health <laughs> and, and how much you have to save." And we're like, "Yeah," and he goes, "Oh," and he just thinks for a moment. And all of a sudden, his his shirt just explodes as he just holds <laughs> <it>. <laughs> he walks out. He levels up. Uh, Leo also has a knack for it. Uh, through all of his new negotiations and, and charming acts, he's now uh, he's now got a knack for those abilities. Oh boy! Oh gosh! Negotiation. <laughs> and with the remaining abilities, with the remaining with the remaining points, uh, Leo has become a little bit cooler. And a little bit more perceptive. That's it. Cool perceptive guy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Last we left our heroes, they had arrived at the town of Westcliff, and they immediately met an old prospector by the name of Willie Cooper at the town's gates, trying to con people by selling them some fool's gold. 
They did quickly learn that the whole town was gathering for a town meeting to deal with the plague worm infestation. They decided to head on over to the tavern and attend the meeting. After sticking their feet in their mouths repeatedly, they decided to help take on the job of ridding the town of the worm problem. As they were relaxing and about ready to turn in for the evening, they noticed a few individuals acting quite suspicious. And as you might suspect, our heroes decided to investigate. Let's start with Kachi. Kachi, you run into Tom and Tom... Uh, basically said, uh, asked if you needed help avoiding the law. You said yes. And uh, he threw down a smoke bomb. You sort of make your way through the market, <clears throat> uh, the smoke-filled market, and emerge uh, on to the street in front of the tavern. Make me a perception check. Mm-hmm. This is going to be three purple difficulty. Any black dice? Yeah, I would say one black die. You are sort of in the midst of like trying to escape. So I don't know if your your head is in sort of would be in looking for something like this. So yeah, throw a black die on there. No, because I have knack for it, which reduces <laughs> black die for perception. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was baited. He baited me. All right. So roll. Yeah. Uh, three purple difficulty. All right, I wound up with a success, a threat, and a triumph. Okay, Mm. here's what you see with the success. Uh, As you emerge from the smoke, you sort of look to the left, look to the right to see if anybody is watching you or following you. You notice that the streets are somewhat bare. You do not, uh, the threat is you do not know which way um, Mrs. Foster went. Uh, When she turned down the street and you had to turn to try and avoid the 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 your pursuer uh you're not sure which which direction she went at this point uh after she turned to the left the success is you look you just happen to look up to the second story of this tavern and in the window you see the orc uh mindex that y'all ran into in the tavern that is going to be on this job as well he is standing facing the window and he has someone up against the window. Uh, their back is to you, <clears throat> and he's sort of silhouetted by the light. And he has his finger basically pretty much in his face, and he is just raising Kane at this individual. Uh, you can kind of tell they they look like uh, male. They look like a, a, a man, possibly. Uh, but at, at this point, uh, that's all you can see. How do you want to spend the triumph? I'd like to see something um, that gives me a little bit more information as to either where one of the groups went or who the person pressed with the glass wants. Or, 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 no, 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 no. Better idea. Okay. I want to be able to read the orc's lips. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I think you could tell. The first thing he says is, you promised us double. If you can claim the mine, and then uh, you can tell that as when he says that, the the guy, the, the man, sort of throws up his arms and calms him down a little bit, and motions to the table, 
and Mendex sort of calms down, and that's when he closes the curtain. But right before he closes the curtain, um, he says, now you're going to pay us double for the complication of more mercenaries. Well, that's not good. (laughs) All right. Let's switch over to Makra and Leo. You guys are standing. You guys know, you kind of could tell. You caught the very glimpse of what looked like Riley sort of slipping into the back door of this this warehouse. And you guys have stealthily made it up to the warehouse. Um, How do you want to proceed? You were basically outside. The door is unlocked. It's sort of a barn door. Um, you can notice there's a couple windows on the back side, sort of the back alley. If you guys are looking at roll, roll 20, there is another window on the side you're sort of facing, sitting on the left side. And you can tell that to, to your left is basically the main road that leads out of town. So there's not a lot of cover to your left. There is some cover. You could duck down this alleyway or you could duck into the, the warehouse from the, the door or one of these windows. Or you could possibly, you see a couple boxes down the alleyway, you could possibly uh, climb up onto the second floor. Leo rolls to remember why he's being a peeping Tom. So Hector and Riley were at the barn. and. Uh, Mendax and Gunther were sort of off at their own table. After Mrs. Foster came in and spoke to everyone and thanked everyone, there were some suspicious looks going on. Mrs. Foster acted a little odd, and as she left, she sort of gave a glance back to the uh, either the bar or the table. You couldn't really tell who she was looking at, sort of trying to get... It looked like she was trying to give a signal to somebody. She exited, and then shortly after she exited, Riley left very sneakily out the back door or the back window. And then after that, Mendex and Gunther went upstairs. And they all, you could tell, and and that was the thing last time, that you could tell that they were trying to be inconspicuous, but it was a little too obvious. So you guys decided to follow after Riley. Because uh, Kachi was like, I think we need to follow after Mrs. Foster. And he went after Mr. Fo- Mrs. Foster. Didn't it seem like some people were going to try to go after Riley and potentially hurt her? All you know is that uh, the orc and the gnome, Mendax and Gunther, went upstairs. And Mrs. Foster went outside the front door. And Riley went out the back door. Didn't we just make her mad? Like what? Like No, you guys had a very cordial conversation. With Riley? With yes, you did make Riley mad. You did uh, you did insult Riley a little bit and and upset her. Tend to insult right. most people that we come across. <laughs> if we're, I'm, I'm just honest. saying, yeah, I'm just saying, are we about to go in, like look into like our teenage daughter's room when she got mad, and ran off? We're about to like like make her even more mad because we're not giving her space. <laughs> I, I just I'm just trying to I, like I didn't really understand it last last time. We just do not know why we're following her. I think I think for me it's just a it's a concern for her safety because I th- I think I might have misunderstood because I I thought the people followed her I don't know they just went upstairs I thought they followed her out no they went upstairs but, okay that was me probably just not paying close enough attention I mean if you guys want to go happens. back in if, if you guys want to go back in that's fine there's <laughs> hey um Leo 
Leo walks up to the door and and knocks on it. No, no one answers. I open it up and say, um, Riley, I'm not following you to hurt you or anything. Can I just have a word with you? Uh, you don't hear an answer. Okay, then Leo says, uh, I'm just sorry if I insulted you. Um, I think of you like any other person. Um, I don't think anything, I never would have occurred to me that to think of you as um, some kind of evil person just because of your race. Um, just, I'll, I'll head out now, but I'm, I'm sorry I upset you. That's all I was here to tell you. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thank you, Riley. Bye. Bye. Uh, are you okay in here? Sure, I'm great. Do you need accommodations at the... Uh... Nope. I'm good. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. I I, I say, uh, I guess we must read the situation, Makra. After a few drinks, anybody's liable to be easily confused, I suppose. What's up with um that smoke over there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, you could possibly, from this vantage point, you're going to have to make me probably a perception check to see that. Oh, it's not that big. Like, I, like it's. I mean, it feels the market, but I, I think. Well, I don't know. You might be able to see a little bit, but okay. okay you guys see some smoke billowing down the street, <laughs> and you see a cat person darting down the road, <laughs> probably. Or which way are you going to go, Kaji? Oh, I, I've lost all sense. Uh, basically, what the real question is: What point does uh, our friend pop out of the darkness? Oh, Tom. Yeah. Thomas, he said he would try and slow the sheriff out down. Okay. Totally buying you time to do whatever you need. That was, I think, a triumph or like you rolled a bunch of advantage or something. Uh, then then I, 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 I try to go back and find the lady, try to figure out where she is. The last you saw is she went down the street and turned to the left. And you know that your friends went out the back door of the tavern or the back window of the tavern. I basically, I, what I'm asking is like, do you want to track this person? Do you want uh, to just sort of try and hook up with your teammates? How do you want to approach? Uh, I'm flying solo for now. Okay. I'm I'm both keeping an eye out for anything interesting. I might see her over here, but I'm trying to link back up with, with wherever she's going, especially to see if she's going to like a meeting or something like that. Make me a survival check. It's going to be... Hmm. Two purple, one black die. Okay. Two purple, one black die. And we don't get to do much track, many trackings, any tracking uh, checks. All right. All I right. Got, uh, three successes and two advantage. Well, this is a very sort of arid place. Like the streets are very basically dirt. I'm gonna say maybe there 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 was a rainstorm maybe a couple days ago. So the, the the streets aren't like hard dirt. Maybe the dust is sort of set a little bit and, and the streets can kind of carry some footprints. Uh and you pick back up on her trail and realize that she goes down when she turned left, uh you notice that the road forks and uh it goes up sort of a hill. To the right, to a what seems like a mansion. You can actually see the mansion lit in the night. Uh, and there's also a trail that goes straight. And then you notice that her tracks do not go down either of those. They actually go to the left. 
I mean, honestly, at this point, I just kind of want to um, find something out or whatever, something I could return to my to my guys and just be like, hey, this is what I think is going on. Um, I think Kachi would be really focused on trying to stay a little bit more hidden to where, you know, people can't just look out of a window and see a, a cat person running around. <laughs> I think you're okay. Okay, you can use your advantage for that. Um, yeah, I, I, I remain unseen. Okay. I'm fine with that. To be unseen. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm cool with that. So you make it to, and you follow. You notice that she follows basically around to this warehouse, uh, and she goes into basically the side door on this side. And basically, it's the same scene, just opposite side. There's an alleyway to the back. There's some boxes that sort of get are stacked up to the the roof uh there are a couple windows on the back there's a window on the side next to the door and the door is unhinged uh i flat out try to see if there's a way to overhear what's happening inside okay all right uh you're gonna stay outside or move inside i don't have a good enough d- description um what type of building is it it looks kind of like a warehouse slash barn uh if you peek into the i'll let you kind of peek into the building and, and get a glimpse of what's in there. It looks kind of like a warehouse or barn. There's some, you see some boxes. You don't see anybody just because um, I'm not making you make a check for it. If you want to roll a check, you might be able to see something more, but basically you just get a glimpse of there's probably some hay. Uh, it's a two-story building. Uh, the loft has some hay. There's probably a lot of boxes and different stalls. It may have actually been a barn at one point that's been sort of transitioned into a stock room for probably the tavern and this um, a store that you just passed. Uh, what looked kind of like a general store. Other than that, that's about it. Um, is there any access to the second floor? If it's a, a barn, it'll probably have like a loading or something like that. Yes, uh, but you would have to climb up onto the roof. Uh, that's what I'll do. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So let's, uh, as you make this check, it's going to be a, I believe that's an athletics check. I'm sure. Yes. Athletics. Uh, I don't think it's too hard. I think one purple. Dif- Actually, you know what? No, make me a stealth check. Cause getting up on top of this thing is not going to be hard. Uh, being quiet about it is probably going to be difficult. So, Makra and Leo watch uh, Kaji uh, do a couple of table rolls across the market in front of the the, uh, <laughs> the smoke, and then start to climb a tree. Uh, the stealth check is going to be uh, <laughs> three purple. I'm gonna flip a. I'm gonna flip my story point. I'm gonna make it two purple, one black. I mean, two purple, one red. And, uh, yes, this, uh, barn, you can already tell is old. And so the floors are not going to be that great. And you're going to have to add a black die for the squeakiness of the boards. Okay. Well, I'm going to, uh, actually. Do you have knack for it? <laughs> I mean, I do have knack for it. I want to make sure that it's, uh, I have it for stealth. No, I do not. But I do have a cloak, which gives me plus two. So, so it's one red. One red, two purple, one black. Yep. And you guys have four story points if you want to spend a story point. I had to spend that one early before Leo activated his. Well, I almost never spend story points, so I'd like to go ahead and spend one. Is that okay, guys? Yeah. 
I literally had already thought about taking it from you, by the way. <laughs> I know. I can tell you're like, oh, should I? Should I? <laughs> All right. So what you rolling? Oh, wait. What is the what is the strike point do? It upgrades a green to a yellow. Or if you are all out of greens, it uh, it gives you an extra green. It's like if all your dies are yellow, you add a green die. All right, here we go. All right, all right. I rolled three successes and a threat. Okay, you climb up onto this uh, this building pretty easily, and uh, you you sort of see the boxes, and you're like, oh, that's easy. I just I can climb right on top of this. Uh, you are able to miss a few squeaky boards. Actually, wait. You have a threat. Three successes and a threat. You do hit one squeaky board. And then you realize, oh, no, this, I need to be careful. So you get in. Uh, you sort of make your way around to the front and realize that's where the entrance is up on top. There's a little loft window, basically. And you get in, um, you get into sort of the top area, and um, you sneak your way around, and as you get in there, you begin to hear hushed voices. As you get in here, what are you guys doing? Are you guys going back to the tavern, or are you guys going to investigate now? I mean, if we did see uh, Kaji rolling around and like running around there, I, I would follow him because he—he's the one that got us to actually leave the tavern. All right, yeah. How about that? Make a make a perception check. All right. If I perceive him, I just go. Um, I I go. If I fail, I I go back to the bar. Uh, what's the difficulty? Uh, it's going to be two yellow, one green, or no, it'd be two red, one one purple. That's his. Uh, that's his stealth check. Or his stealth skill. Okay. So I'm gonna look, roll this too. I was gonna say you're gonna roll it too. I I just get two threat. Okay. One in both eyes. Ah. And I have a success in the threat. Okay. All right. So you guys see Kachi. You see exactly what you described. He's sort of like you see. <laughs> you guys are turning back towards the tavern. You just happen to look down the alleyway to your left, and you see Kachi just like skidding across past the. Uh, the the alleyway as he like notices the the trail he's following and he you sort of seem sort of pass out of eye shot and then uh he comes around the side and then climbs up onto the the barn and then he disappears. Did you see that? Nope. <laughs> what what? Why is Kachi going into that barn? Oh, you saw Kachi. Uh, While well, he was following the other. But do we trust him to not get into trouble or we trust him to get into trouble? <laughs> so we should probably try to, you know, back him up. Right. Yeah. I don't want to get hurt or anything. <sighs> okay. How do you want to do this? Do you want to try to follow him? Uh, you know me, I'm not a sneaky sneak. Let's just keep going. Let's, let's head, head his way. Okay. Makra, did you see Kaji go into the door? No, I saw him go up. Kachi. Kachi. There's no way I'm responding. Cat Cat G. <laughs> Cat G. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. 
you just meow, hear, meow, 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 meow. You hear as you do that, the two thread are a herd of cats come from underneath the general store next to you and just all go meow. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Let me get out my cat crushing shield. <laughs> I've always wanted to sled on these. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you just get a good running start, put the shield onto you, and just friction does the rest. I don't like where this is going. Uh, like snow, but with cat fur. Wait, what? <laughs> Ever more horrific. Like, you realize Leo doesn't even just get kittens to be like anything? Keep He's digging that grave, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, why would, like, this, this is, this, 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 neither to Gavin nor to Leo at this point, does any of this make sense? Well, this is like uh, breaking and entering, this is trespass, this doesn't make sense, Leo. I mean, if hey. it was unlocked, it's not breaking. Yeah, it's anything. unlocked. It's just, it's yeah. just entering. But it's like a, it's like a house or just another warehouse or? It looks like a warehouse slash barn. Maybe a barn turned into a warehouse. I mean, from all observers, it'd be like we're going there to steal our stuff. We're, we're not new to this town. I mean, Riley went in there. She's not new to this town. Wait, it's the same barn? Yeah, it's the same barn. Oh, nah, I'm going to go back to the bar. Okay. I, I uh, thought this was I a different it. building. I no, only it's opened the same it up building. and talked to Riley. Yeah. Okay. Same barn. So you go back into the um, bar? No. Um, I used the stone. The stones we never used to communicate with Kachi. Oh man! I keep forgetting we have those. Wow, man! It's I gave you this as such a free gift, and y'all <laughs> barely use them. I love when they you guys finally have the <laughs> light bulb click on. Like, oh wait, we can still talk to each other. Okay, all right. Use the stone. Click. You I, hear Leo? Come on. <laughs> uh, Kachi, what what's going on? Why do we need to come in here to back you up? We saw you go up on this warehouse. Uh, well, clarification. Do these stones work to where like other people can hear communication? You do have to speak to use your stones of our speech, but you can whisper. I mean, I think you could respond to this in a quiet fashion. You've not failed any of your skill checks. Okay. So Kaji's going to respond. Shh. I'm hiding. I'm sneaky sneaky. <laughs> Leo repeats. Should we be here? If you want to ruin my sneaky sneaky, then sure. Uh, are you, why are you peeping? I'm just going to remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you guys do? You guys go in or not? Uh, I uh, I leave. I go to the bar. Uh, Mark, I'm going to head to the bar. You mean you don't want to ruin what he's doing? I, I don't want to know what he's doing. I don't want to like, think about it. <laughs> I um, Hopefully he'll use the stone and we'll, we'll come running. I, with a look back at the barn, I make my way back to the bar. Uh, okay, so Kaji, here's what you hear. Uh, 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 you start, uh, you get in there, you get settled, and you hear two hushed voices. Uh, the first asks... Um, were you were you followed? No, no, I was not followed. Good. You think it's safe to talk? Well, the idiot left, so hopefully he didn't suspect anything. All right. Well, here, here's one for your partner. 
and one for you. Take these. They should be able to protect you. Wait, wait a minute. Are you sure these will work? I mean, is this is this reputable stuff? Like, how confident are you that these will work? I'm pretty confident. Mrs. Don't. No, no, no. Don't use any names. Can't risk that. I've been guaranteed that these will work and keep you and your partner protected, at least for a few moments. After that, I don't know. What about the newcomers? I'm not sure. They seem like they can handle themselves. They were very polite. They didn't seem suspicious when I spoke to them. Trust no one. They are many enemies of my family. I haven't told anyone, but my husband was certain he was close to finding it. And if you are able to restore things, well, you will be nicely rewarded for any unforeseen complications. At this point, Kachi, uh, no, uh, Leo and Makra, make me a perception check. This is going to be three purple difficulty. And uh, two black difficulty dice as well. I mean, two black setback dice. So three purple, two black. Black, two black for what? Uh, two black for one. It's nighttime, and the other one I would say is for uh something something else that I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Is it I only ask because I, I do have dark vision, which means I can remove a setback for darkness. Okay. Yeah, I would say I, you can remove the setback for darkness. And I have a uh, knack for it with perception, so, so you get it doesn't matter. For both of them. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Leah, you're rolling three purple. Uh, Maka, you're rolling two purple, one or three purple, one black. I succeed, yeah. and that's it. And I have two advantage, and that's it. Okay. You guys start making your way back, uh, and <laughs> um, I don't like that laugh. <laughs> well, I was thinking about the kitty, the kittens that are all following you as you guys. <laughs> you make your way back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had the mental image of like 15 kittens just like following you guys wherever you went. <laughs> like I, I you guys realize... went to go in the store, and then they just like watch you like go toward the door, and then you guys like go back to the bar. They're just watching you and following you. Meow. meow. Oh, Micro would have definitely picked one up and is just petting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ka- Kaji, he's or, a softie. Leo's uh, tossing a few pieces of jerky their way. Okay. I, I didn't realize the joke was canon. <laughs> now I know it's canon. Oh, yeah. That uh, joke <laughs> was totally <laughs> canon. Yeah. Meow. meow. <laughs> um, all right. So, Leo, uh, you guys get almost back to, uh, you're getting ready to go back into the tavern and you hear the most hair-raising, blood-curdling scream that you can possibly imagine. Uh, it is, and it comes from the east, the west side of town. Uh, basically, it kind of sounds like it's on the opposite side of the tavern a good ways away. Does it sound like uh, the uh, swindler? Like an old... It sounds... Scream? No, it sounds like a woman's scream. Um, Makra... For a brief moment, you noticed a shadow go overhead. And that's it. 
So what was so my success was I heard the scream. And then you heard this. You heard the scream. Makra, he, heard, Makra saw a shadow. So he didn't even hear the scream. I mean, I, I assume that you no. know. Yeah, no, he's playing with the kittens. He's probably distracted, uh, but he does notice the shadow. They're so soft. And Makra, you look up. A scream. <laughs> no, they're just they're just meowing. They're not screaming. So there's a scream on the side of town. It's let's go. Oh. Oh, okay. Battle ready. I, gen- I very gently put the kitten down, give it a little pat on the head, and nuzzle it a little bit, and then I chase after. Kachi, give me a perception check. Let's let's do it this way. All right. What's the difficulty? Uh, three purple and um, two black. <laughs> Knack for it says no. <laughs> Removing <laughs> them dice. Well done. Here we go. Four successes. Nice. Yeah, you hear the scream too, and the ladies hear it. Uh, it sounds like there's two women talking, sort of in hushed voice. They hear it too. Uh, one of them goes, what was that? I don't know. Go. I'll I'll, I'll make sure you're safe. At that point, uh, you hear what the sound of what you can only describe as possibly a um, – you hear sort of a uh, – and at that point, you hear one of the ladies yell, and the other lady runs out the the front the the side door. The sound sounds, if you want me to describe it, maybe possibly like a blowgun. Uh, uh, do I guess what what direction is it coming from? It came from below you. From where the two women were standing? No, it's a blowgun. Uh, it's below you. <laughs> it's below you. It's below. It's below. A below gun. It's a blowgun below you. Can- it can only be fired when it is below somebody. It's a strangely specific magical artifact. That joke blows. <laughs> or <laughs> call me when it blows. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, okay, so I'm going to risk. A, I'm going to risk a peek, and maybe uh, chase down after someone. Do, do I? Does he look like anyone got hit? Uh, you look down and you see Riley pulling out a. Uh, what looks like some sort of dart from her shoulder. Oh. Uh, and she immediately turns, draws her bow, and is looking for a target. Okay, then, so I'm going to look the direction that dart would have come from. Um, I would say from that vantage point, you probably could surmise that it didn't come from the right. If you're, It didn't come from your left. Because you sort of are looking into the center, right? down below so it wouldn't be from your left the only way it could either be is across or to your right possibly can i get either of those directions without her noticing me you would have to make a stealth check i mean do either of them look easier than the other i mean you can i would say like up here you're probably a lot easy you know it's fine to get down to move around up here for the most part it'd be an easier check uh, but if you hop down, it's going to be a very difficult check. Well, I'm, I'm going to look first, and then I'll hop down if I don't see anything. Okay. Because I'm getting poisoned. You don't see anything up here. Okay. If you would have, if it would have been up here, you would have seen it with your perception check. I would say. So then I'm going to hop down and say, uh, <laughs> uh, "What exactly is she drawing?" Her bow. Is she pulled it out of her shoulder, looked at it, threw it on the ground, and drew her bow? Uh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to jump down 
and, and just go, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Don't <laughs> but I'm going to say that before I like pop my head out. I'm not going to be like, don't shoot at me. Don't shoot at me. Um, make, me make me a vigilance check. <laughs> straight vigilance. Just, just straight vigilance. Uh, Hey, I got a success and an advantage. Nice. Okay, let's see. Oh, gosh, let's see what she gets. All right, she has two successes, one advantage. She shoots before you're able to duck out of the way. However, she still has to make a combat check. So, it's a short range. So, what is your your defense? You have range defense? Uh, Yes, I actually do. I have um, two range defense. All right. Okay. <clears throat> anything else? Any, so, anything else that I need to add to this? Any, two range defense or soak. Okay. All right. All right. She's gonna roll. She fails. Uh <laughs> gosh, she fails with four advantage and a triumph. Oh, jeez. Um. Okay. She knocks you prone. She shoots. She just spins, knocks an arrow. You come drop down and say, "It's not me." And you see it coming, like she just releases it. You dive into the way, or out of the way. You're gonna take one strain, and you're knocked prone. Um, however, you hear the arrow ricochet, sort of off of the post that she was that was behind you, uh, and then you hear it. You hear a small yelp. At that point, she collapses. Let's switch over to Makra. And Leo. Yes, let's. You guys hear a scream from the west part of town. What do you do? Leo's uh, starting to run that way. Um, maybe since... Which way oh, do, west. You do you go? West. Well, do you go up to... Do you go this way on the map, sort of north, or do you go south towards the market? North towards the church or south towards the market to get... You said, you said it was west, right? Yes, but you are in this alleyway. And you've got to either make a choice. Do you go south and then west or north and then west? I'll head um, I'll head a little bit northern because I know that's the street we came in on. Okay. Familiar territory. Makes sense. And I'm just following you because I didn't actually hear the screen. Okay. So you make your way west and sort of come to another fork in the road. You see the church up on the hill to your right. And you see the path wound around. You look down to the left of the road and you don't see anything, but you look across uh, towards uh, a fenced area, what you remember to be possibly the blacksmith, and you see horses um, sort of going crazy in this corral. I head that way. Okay, let's do this. I need Leo and Makra to make me vigilance checks, make me an initiative check. Because as you approach the horses... Uh, you notice there is uh, people in the the pen as well trying to wrangle these horses. I've got three success and two advantage. Leo has two advantages. Whoa, my goodness! Please don't be a sniper. Please don't be a sniper. <laughs> the, for the for the listener, the GM has just rolled five successes and a triumph. So, yes, yes, I did. The uh, highest roll we've ever seen here on Azure's Casuals. No, that's not the highest. Couple the, GM of bringing, <laughs> the GM is definitely bringing the hazardous to this casual game. Packing the heat. He's going to hazard the these casuals right up. Oh, packing the heat. All right, so 
We have uh, Leo rolled two advantage, Michael rolled three successes to advantage. Uh, a unknown party rolled five successes, one triumph, and another no unknown party rolled one success. So with that, uh, we're going to change how we describe initiative slots. I realized recently that over this past arc that using the phrases PC for player character and NPC for a non-player character can kind of get confusing when you have two non-player character allies and then how many ever non-player character adversaries. So we're going to use uh, ally and adversary for our initiative slots from now on. Right, so the initiative order is we have one adversary slot and then we finish the round with three ally slots. Donovan, what I'm going to do is you're going to be in a part of this, uh, but we're going to be doing yours sort of outside initiative. So when it comes to you, we'll, we'll start off, uh, we'll end the round with you and what what's going on in the warehouse with you at the end of the round and then uh, sort of narratively until you until we'll see what happens right so first off you guys uh we're gonna switch switch uh pages on roll 20. as you guys approach the uh blacksmith sort of uh, horse corral you see about seven horses uh two have already fallen uh, five are still up and there is a uh human and a uh two humans off to the left corner near the building, sort of trapped in the the corral, and they're cornered by a one of these same worms that you guys ran into in the forest. You notice that the two, uh, it's a pretty gruesome sight. Like the two worms that have killed two horses uh, have actually wrapped themselves around the horse's torso, and their maul seems to be unhinged and sort of almost entirely engulfing the horse's face. And as you approach, you can tell like it seems to be pumping something. It looks like it's pumping something into the horse uh, as it's you know attacking it, or the horse's head as it's attacking the maul. Sort of their mauls, you notice, sort of unhinged and had these sort of um, clawed, uh, almost fangs that that sort of protruded from it. Are, are the horses certainly dead that they're doing this to? No, they're. I mean, they're a, they're alive. They're struggling though. Like they basically envision it's kind of like a snake trying to take down a a, a horse, uh, like a python. It's wrapping itself around the horse, trying to keep it from moving, and it's trying its best to what looks like either you know eat its head or poison its head or both. So with that, um, this worm begins to chase after. This far left top horse, uh, and I think these horses are, yep. Um, and uh, Matt, I have a I have a serious question for you. Yes. If, if are any of these war horses, because we can just leave. <laughs> oh, what you what you leave and find out. <laughs> uh, this there's just one war horse. Like these these worms have no chance. Um, yeah, these worms are continuing to take down the two that are already fallen. Um, the horses are going crazy. I mean, they are just going nuts. Uh, this worm is attacking this horse. And you notice that this worm is going to make a, uh, an attack, is attacking um, the humans. 
Oh gosh. Uh, you guys approach the barn and um, you notice that um, the, 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 the guy looks like maybe the blacksmith sort of swings his, his uh, sword wildly. He looks already like possibly injured. And uh, this worm just latches onto his arm and he goes down and sort of it's it's starting to do the same exact technique against the man as it's done towards the horses. He goes down, it starts wrapping itself around its arm and the rest of his body. Now, it's you guys' turn. Uh, you have an ally slot. Who do you want to go? And I will even let you. I will let you choose uh, if you guys want to let the humans go. They can take up an ally slot. Um, how far can we get? Like we're at the entrance. How far can we actually? Okay, so from from end to end, I would say this this thing is probably medium range. So you could get halfway across to is is short range. So you could get either you know up to this one or up to this one you guys are at the gate uh, the gates unlock you can unlock the gate and move in basically can i um suffer strain and get all the way over here uh let's see you could take a yeah you could uh well let's see it'd be medium range um so you would spend one maneuver to get the short range of it another movie to get yeah you could do that i think that's how it would work yeah to engage it Okay. Um, so yeah, you can take a double maneuver, get to the um, the that worm and attack it. So okay, uh, Micro, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> um, Leo sees the guy go down and just he doesn't want whatever they're pumping into these other horses to get anything into this guy. So Leo bull rush charges in and uh, suffers a strain and swings at this guy. Okay, now taking a maneuver takes two strains. Sorry if I wasn't clear. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. Two strains for an extra maneuver. All right. I, I take it. Okay. Uh, they are two purple difficulty. They have no defense, no setback dice. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. When you're engaged with him, you have to add one setback dice to your attack or to all okay. checks when engaged with one of these creatures. All right. Now, I am I am dual striking. Okay. All right. But you do not, you do not have to upgrade the difficulty. Uh, that's right, because um, I'm a dual wielder. Um, and so two, two purple, one black. Okay. I throw my sword, and I get three successes. Nice. Um, I do have one advantage. It's not. It's not here. Sorry. Oh, okay, so you don't have the threat because of your sword is superior. Right. So I lost one threat. So now it's okay. uh So it's it's uh, three successes, and that's it. All right. Um, so, how much how much damage is that? Now, with dual dual striking, does that mean anything for my sh sword shield or? Um, my first success after I got dual wielder three sessions ago. Okay. All right. So, dual wielder uh, allows you to avoid having to upgrade the difficulty. Do you have both the dual wielding talents? At, at dual wield and dual strike. Yeah. Okay, so dual strike, I think, is the one that lets you, uh, you can spend two strain to hit with your secondary weapon if you wish. If In case you don't get the two advantage to activate the trigger the second hit. Okay. Um, so that's uh, uh, 11. 11. Man, wow, what a hit. Jeez. Uh, you hit this thing, and it it does not like this. It You 
you strike it good. It's still alive, uh, but you've done some major damage to it. You've probably like almost lopped off like part of it in some in some spots, uh, but it is still alive. It's still attached as well. Okay, so if I suffer two more strain, mm-hmm. I can then I then do another damage attack or just attacks the same. Number? Yeah, so you can hit with the your with your shield. Okay, I do that. Okay. All right. So how much damage is that? The thunder shield is two damage, plus brawn is five, so that's ten damage. Jeez. I just did twenty-one damage. Uh, you you hit it with your shield and. It like it's you almost cut it in half. It's barely hanging on, uh, and it's almost off of this guy's arm. Uh, Leo sees the guy fall. He just runs up there and just just spears the uh, the, uh, the the worm, but has to get away from the guy's arm. He's currently suckling on, and then brings a lightning shield down on him. Nice. Uh, all right, and you hear sort of a Makra hears and this lady in the horses. Horses sort of. Uh, jump in fright as you hear sort of a, a low, thunderous clap. Uh, Makra, would you like to go next, or would you like these in the the other people to go? Yeah, I'll go next. Can I get to this one in yes. single maneuver? Yeah, okay. single maneuver. I'm going to move there. I'm assuming it's one that's unhinged and it's... Yes, it is completely hinged around this horse's head, and you, as you approach it, you definitely notice, like, through the the those like un, unhinged maw, the it's unhinged like talons from its mouth. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like pumping some sort of ooze. You begin to see the ooze come out of like the wounds of this this horse that's inflicted okay. on this horse. That's disgusting. Yep, and something I probably don't want to touch personally at the moment. So no, why not? I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use some magic on it. Oh, I'm going to use my signature spell. Ooh. Which is a divine attack with close combat and the deadly attribute Ooh. for a two purple difficulty. Am I upgrading this in any way? No. All right. So let's see. It's been a while since I've cast a spell. Divine. Where's that at? Based on willpower. This ought to be good. That is two success and two advantage. Nice. So how much damage is that? Damage is willpower plus success. Yes, I was going to say willpower plus successes. So four for the willpower, two for the successes, which is six. I didn't say I was using my staff, so I probably can't just arbitrarily add that in. No, I mean, I automatically assume that you're going to use your staff. Okay, I like. That I mean, I, I mean, you have you have it you have it with you, so yeah. I imagine it's like stretch my back. Or yeah, like it'd be like Leo going. I attack <clears throat> the, the the worm. Sure, oh, like I can't add the right. sword. So then, oh man, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you get to add so an extra that, four. Yeah, so that becomes uh, ten damage. Who? Goodness. Yeah, it has you a, have only yourself to blame for giving me that staff. And it has a critical rating of two. Yes. With a vicious equal to your ranks and knowledge. Which is also two. So since I rolled two advantage, I'm going to go ahead and crit. Okay. Uh, let me note the strain I've taken first. All right. Now let me roll that beautiful dice footage. Okay. Critical. Thank you. Oops. And I forgot to add the 20 onto that. So 
I rolled a 52, add 20 with the vicious. I'm not sure what that was. Uh, was it 52? It is going to be 72, which is hamstrung. Target loses their free maneuver until the critical injury is healed. So if they need to make a maneuver, they will have to spend strain. Uh, I don't think that's going to get healed. Um, no, I don't think it will be. <laughs> this thing doesn't look well either. I mean, you, you hit it for a good amount of damage. I mean, he, he, he's hurt. Yes, I did. So, so you use your staff or you use magic or both? Uh, both. Yeah, what does it look like? It's a magic staff. Um, I'm going to yeah, say... Kind of, what kind of spell is this? In, in my head, I think what I did was I did like a somersault over the fence to get into the pen. And in, in the middle of the air, I grab the staff and I land with it point down. And it just kind of explodes in a divine blast right towards this worm. Nice. Uh, yeah, it, it sort of uh, <laughs> you hit it, and it it kind of um, it kind of withers a little bit, and definitely like shrivels up about half to, half its size. It loses about half its size. So uh, now it is the the human's turn, and he fails to get this worm off and attack it. So, that was his turn. Uh, the woman climbs over the pen and runs towards the house. Uh, as he screams, he tells her, run. He basically looks to her and says, run, get away, go. And now, let's move back to Kachi and Riley. Uh, Riley drops to the floor and passes out. I mean, she just, boom. Uh, and when she does shoot, you did hear a yelp. And uh, you begin to hear uh, the sound of footprints, foot, footsteps running away. What do you do? In that moment, um, okay, so she just falls. Is she like frothing in the mouth, mouth or convulsing or anything like she that? She is lifeless. She literally like shot and like took maybe two breaths and literally her eyes rolled in the back of her head and she just face planted on the floor. So she's dead. You do not know. Oh, you said lifeless. She hit it so hard she bounced. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to grab her and try to run and go find our friend. All right, all right, all right, Tom. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, <clears throat> all right. Make me an athletics check. I think it's going to be too purple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. It's off of brawn. Um, you have three story points. I don't know if the guys will let me spend it. Just go and spend it. We always leave the GM with too many. <laughs> you okay. are never enough. <laughs> okay, and you said two purple, right? Yep. Okay, and here we go. Look at that. I got two success and two threat. Two success and two threat. Um... Yeah, I, I think that <clears throat> you're able to pick her up. You're able to start making your way to um, the market square. I think the the threat is is you're it does take you a little longer than what you wished for. You've, you're not you've sort of kind of you pick her up, but like you have to spend take a, a few moments to like readjust her at one point, which slows you down. And you get about halfway down the alley between the tavern and. Uh, the general store that you 
you saw Makra and Leo on. As you exit the warehouse, you notice um, there is a trail of blood that leads back into the tavern. Okay. All right, let's flip back over to you guys, and y'all are top of the order. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, by the way, as I'm dragging her, I'd be up, uh, updating people on the wing shut. So, uh, holy crap, uh, uh, one of these ladies has been shot. I think she might be poisoned. I'm trying to go find a friend of ours to cure her, but there's blood on this trail if y'all are free. We're a little occupied. Fighting worms on the west side. Those big, those big toothy freaks of nature. Oh, man. On the west side, I'll, uh, if I find time, I'll come drop them off, but this lady's life's in danger. Good luck. By the way, look out for poison blow darts. Too busy looking out for poison worms. <laughs> All right. So you make your way towards Tom. Uh, you guys find yourself in the midst of a, a battle. Uh, this thing un- unfurls from the horse and is going to attack you, Seth. I suppose that's fair. I guess unhinging itself was a maneuver. Yeah. Um, I would say... Yeah. I'll, I'll make him suffer too strain. Because that's kind of like managing gear. He is hamstrung. Okay. I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think him spending strain to do this is... I think it's fair to you. All right, so he then, uh, what's your melee defense? It's going to be two purple. I have one. One melee defense. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right, <laughs> all right. one success. That's not my favorite catchphrase. Skadoosh? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> That's an old one. Uh, all right, one success, two threats. And that is going to be... Uh oh, that's the wrong stats. I was like, that's a lot of damage. Alright, seven damage. Seven, that's it? Yep, seven damage. This is gonna take a long time to kill me. Well, other one. Um, I think it's gonna attack this guy again, the blacksmith again. And it has one advantage. Uh, you can tell it, it's it's almost dead, but it's still latched on. It's still trying to sort of, I guess, gain some life out of this thing. And, and you can tell, like, its struggles is it's starting to wear a toll on the blacksmith. Blacksmith seems like he's he's taking a little more strain from that. All right. Let's see if this next worm, he, he, uh, one of the worms that is attacking, chasing the other horses around fails. Or sort of kicks it in the face. It, then it goes careening across the sky because the horse was a war horse all along. <laughs> it's a war horse! Yeah, you're right. It wouldn't really careen across the sky. It just like, goes straight, straight up until it does <laughs> disappear. Firework effect from uh, uh, Smash Brothers. See, that, that or it just yeah. disintegrates altogether. Uh, but uh, the... I was thinking the horse would smash yeah. it. Would hash it, uh, smash it down like the giants in Skyrim, down, and then the rebound is so high it just flies. Oh gosh! Well, mm-hmm. the final worm actually brings down uh, another horse. I assume that those horses must like they must have been like really old, or like super young. Uh, war horses like they just clearly pass the war horse stats. They're not war horses. 
basically basically they had a whole round of combat before y'all got here a moment behind the screen <laughs> yeah but we'll see since all the worms aren't aren't currently dead i'm just gonna assume these horses must have been like maybe they maybe they were all like this is an a they're not sanctu- war horses they're these, not but war this horses. like a horse sanctuary for like horses that that like like got injured killing a couple of demigods like, uh-huh. on the way on the way to like the grass pasture Oh look! A horse comes charging at you, Leo. Make an athletic dodge. <laughs> just... Oh yeah, I'll all make right. next, athletic checks uh, all day. Next, next turn, ally, ally slot up. We're at the top of the order. Whoa. The first adversaries went their way. You guys get to make your turn now. It's the, the first ally slot. All right. Uh, can we go in the same uh, turn order stuff? It's fine with me. Yeah, go right ahead. If you um, want to try to save those civilians, I'd for it. Are these um these three worms, are they within short distance or only two of them? Um, I would say the one behind you, sort of in the middle that has uh that's been chewing on this horse that's been down for two rounds now. Uh he's short range. The other one I would say is probably medium range. Uh, okay, so I've only got one short range. Alright. Um yeah. you've got one still on the guy and then one on the horse behind you that's within short range. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and get the one off the guy. Okay, just just swing, get swing for the fences. All right, two purple. That's three successes again. So that is ten, ten damage with uh, the up sword. With that, you will kill it. Okay. How do you want to do that? How's uh, it look? I'm- I mean, it's a it's a worm, so I'm going to turn it into two worms. That seems pretty basic there. Matt. Okay, I mean, two worms, maybe yeah. two worms, maybe this four is, or five. Just vorpal blood, vorpal blade it into two <laughs> sections, and contrary to popular belief, they do not become uh, <laughs> two worms. <laughs> no, they do not go. He dies. You chop this thing in half, and it just it shrieks one last time, and then falls to the ground and, and stops moving. Now, can I get, uh, with all my movement and everything, can I get a potion in this guy? Does he look unconscious or is he just prone? He's just prone. He's still he's still conscious. He's still working. He just seems like he, you know, he took a little bit of strain and he, he was hit the first time, first round. Um, so if that in that case, with my movement, can I just grab him by the back of his shirt and just pull him up? Uh, yeah, I'll let you help him up. He is up. <laughs> Hey, let's get these other ones. Uh, okay. All right, who's next? I suppose that'd be me. All right, what you doing? I'm gonna try to finish off the worm that I was already working on. Okay. I'm just gonna do the exact same thing again with the divine magic check. And rolling one success and four advantage. One success and four advantage. All right. So, how much damage is that? Uh, nine damage. Okay. Is it dead? No. It's not dead yet. It is not dead yet. Oh man. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I had to do thirty-one <clears throat> points for it to go down. So somewhere under thirty-one points, we're at thirty-one points. Well, remember, so well, between soak, nineteen and soak soak gets in, accounted for in there. Well, yeah. Every right, every so, hit. Um, I'd like to use 
two of those advantage to recover some strain. Okay. And I'll use the other two to crit again. Yes. Don't forget which to will be. Yep, I'm gonna remember to add it this time. It's gonna be a- plus and three. And just yeah, perfect. Smart, smarty, smart. It is. It uh, is when you hit this thing, it looks, it looks almost dead. Like you hit it with another magical blast, and it just sort of shrivels up almost entirely. That makes sense with the critical I rolled, which is a total of 122. The knocked senseless. The target is staggered for the remainder of the encounter. Goodness. All right. The remainder of the ca- it cannot take any actions. Okay. All right. Uh, and it can't even take any free maneuvers either. It's pretty much immobilized at this stage. It basically, yeah. Um, all right. So this guy runs over. And to the the worm closest to him, and attacks, and he had all dice cancel out. He is a blacksmith, not a fighter, apparently, and he doesn't like this. He's having a bad day. And get out of here! All right, uh, <laughs> get out of here! All right. Well, that with that, let's uh, flip back to Kachi and the unconscious Riley. You are taking Riley. I'm not going to make you roll another check. I think you can get to the um, the market if you want to spend some strain. I would let you do that and get there a little quicker. How much and, strain? Uh, just two. Basically an extra maneuver is what I'm, I'm thinking here. Yeah, I got to hurry. I do that. Okay. Uh, you find Tom. Tom is being accosted by... Uh, not accosted. He is being interrogated by a uh, a cowboy uh, looking fellow who uh, walks uh, away as you are approaching. Hey. Uh, hey, I helped you. I, uh, I told him that uh, I told him that it was uh, it was a hoodlum. It was a I, I don't know. A hoodlum? What's a hoodlum? Just uh, what's going on here? Wait, wait were you kidnapping? You Hey, you, you kidnapping people? All right. Oh, yes. Uh, I hope they won't look very uh, kindly on, uh, you know, a dead woman because I was doing my snake thing. And uh, next thing you know, uh, there was a, a sound of a blowgun and a dart in this lady's arm. And I was like, please don't shoot. I didn't do it. Next thing you know, uh, she slumps down. I think she's poisoned bad. You got anything for that? Uh, well, um... Uh... Listen, man, uh, let me see. And he, like, <laughs> he sort of... not all right, all right, all right right now. Oh, well, that's not good, man. We got it. We can't have that. Uh, he <clears throat> looks into his bag um, and begins to rummage through his bag of holding. You know what? Actually, I would let you spend a story point for Tom to have exactly what he needs. Or we can leave it up to chance. What do you think, guys? You want to save a life? This is your decision. We're not there. Well, then that's a pretty easy decision. I'm, wait, wait. How does she look? Does she look like she's dying? Yeah, she looks like she's dying. I mean, she hasn't. She hasn't come to. She's. She feels like a limp rag. Her. Uh, her breathing is probably very labored. Um, does she look like you know if she dressed up and put on some? It- this is worth it. Off, she looked pretty, you know. I mean, she's a very beautiful dark elf. She has, you know, 
that sort of typical dark elf look a very you know dark almost what are you talking dark, about dark skinned you know white hair those like, striking purple eyes is she thick with two c's uh, was it going to get canceled with two B's? Uh, <laughs> canceled with two B's. Uh, yeah, I, my guy. See, I don't really know how, how this whole story part thing works, like in the lore of Valeria. But basically, it's it's a story device. So basically, you just spend it. It's like good luck. Hey, look, Tom's got exactly what he. Hey, man. Yeah. Oh, look, I got the right thing right here. I, I'm I'm spending it uh, just because. Technically, I gave up the chance to catch the guy who did it to try to save him. Okay. All right. You spend it. He, like, plunges his head into his bag of holding, pulls some some sort of wicked-looking vial out that's, like, crystal-like and glowing. He pops the cork, uh, tells you to set her down, and gets her, opens up her mouth, gets her to drink, or basically pours this into her mouth, and... uh, takes her it takes a few moments um but uh she comes to sort of spitting and sputtering sort of kind of almost like you know someone would if, if they been resuscitated with cpr and uh is sort of out of it a little bit a little afraid at first he's like hey it's, it's all right it's all right it's okay it's old tom uh, catchy here brought you back he's all right it's okay you're safe you're safe uh catchy make me a make me a perception check <laughs> the difficulty is going to be three purple, one red difficulty dice. Yes. Just, just tell him he fails. Just tell him he fails. <laughs> okay. That is, that is the perception. This, this had better be to find like a to notice a silver coin that's just like like on a windowsill three houses down. Sure. No, that, if I, that, that, that that's not what I wanted to be. Um, no, that's not what it is for. Okay. All right, here we go. I got a success. This Whoa. Is awesome. This is great. Fantastic. I love this. This is, uh, all right. So as soon as, at about the time she comes to and Tom is like calming her down, you hear footsteps behind you. Uh, and you turn, and as you turn, you hear the drawing of a blade. I'm going to draw and strike in one motion. Uh, You draw, and it's immediately blocked. And standing before you is Hector. Well, I must say, my dear mercenary companion, you did have me fooled with the, oh, we don't trust people. That was a clever ruse. I felt bad. I did feel bad for a moment, not trusting you fellows. But it seems that my judgment was right. Would you care to tell me why my friend looks half dead over there? Well, if you look right here and I show her, uh, show him her hand, um, she was struck by a blow, blow dart and I carried her here to rescue her. There's a trail of blood leading from that house over yonder for whoever did it. You can spend time talking to me or you can try to track them down. They went to the tavern, it seems. Well, I would rather stay with my friend to make sure nothing else unfortunate happens to her. How about we take her back to the tavern and get her looked at? I'm going to look into uh, Tom's face and see what his reaction is right now. Hey, man, I listen. 
I just spent about 2,000 silver on her. I don't want any trouble. Leave me out of it? I don't. Yeah, listen, man. I'm just here to make some good coin. I'm not here to cause any problem. Tom, could you uh, tell him what you saw me do to alleviate a little bit of suspension? Listen, in his defense, he came running. I know this guy. I'll vouch for him. He's a pretty good guy. I'm sure he's killed a few people, you know, but they probably deserved it, you know, but he's all right in my book. Listen, listen, he's all right. All right, all right. You give him a drift. He brought her over here, asked for help. Kind of weird if he poisoned her and then wanted me to help her. That's kind of odd. If he just wanted to murder her, I mean, he could have done it, you know, probably. Not but, only that, but, uh, you know, uh, I made sure to keep anything of my, you know, my silver blade or anything away from her. I say, looking intently at him. Did you not hear our, remember our last conversation? The silver doesn't work on dark elves. It's one of those sort of racist stereotypes. Well, I didn't it's, even test it. That's the point that I was making. Well, let's let's get her back inside. Listen, man, y'all can, can y'all carry her? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to. A hundred silver to help us take her back inside. All right, all right. hey, uh, let's get her inside, man. All right. All right, uh, I'm, I'm going to go along with bringing her inside. Uh, yeah, so you guys take her back into the tavern. Uh, Hector chooses to take the side door again. Uh, he doesn't want to take her into the main, main door. Uh, and you get around there and the blood is gone. Well, the blood's gone. This is going to help my case considerably. <laughs> my friend, I don't know if you actually understand what you've stepped into in this small little town. So far, you've gained my trust, at least for now. Oh, glad. I'm glad I gained your trust, apparently, from being so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe you were genuine in your case to, uh, you know, saving my friend here. So let's... let's head into where we can have a more private discussion. Uh, okay, but uh, I have friends who are about to die from some worms and not in the stomach way. Uh, they need some help. Oh, well, if you need to help your friends, feel right ahead. Uh, I'm, okay, how about this? I'm going to talk on the link show. Hey, guys, uh, developments here. Do you need my help? Or stables! You... Stables! Stables! Lots of worms. You, you hear the background... <laughs> I'm gonna be like, you said make sure stable condition, stable, okay, guys, stabilize her condition. And then I don't hear anything? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I kinda got to run right now. Tom, if I give you this, this, uh, this potion of blessing for free, uh, would you be willing to stay by her and, and talk some to this guy, you know, just so we don't leave her all alone? That's okay. part of my thrust too, buddy, because I don't know what the heck that is. I say pointing to apparently just ground with you know no blood on it. <laughs> um, what kind of potion are you giving them? Oh, I have a I had a potion of bless in my. Oh yes, uh, yeah, sure. He'll take it. All he right. takes it, throws it in his pocket, and they head into the uh, the the tavern. Yeah. And I take off running. You just hear me go, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Top of the order. Uh, let's go with uh, it's the uh, adversary's turn. So, uh, Seth, you have one 
You have one defense? I do. All right. It's not the one that I've mobilized that's attacking, is it? Oh, wait, yeah, he can't attack. That's right. Uh, he <laughs> he starts crawling away and gets about... With his free maneuver? That's amazing. Just hold on. Calm down. Just calm down. Ah, yes. Yes, Get your underwear out of your crack. That's all he, the way up the crack. He moves about two feet and then dies. Blink. Oh, boy. These worms are doing a number on these horses. Uh, you hear another horse go down, and it's the one sort of at the top left corner. Uh, Wait, are they just attacking you? Like, I thought they were, like, sucking on them or something. Is yeah, they're, they're trying to bring them down, basically. They're trying oh. to immobilize them. Basically, okay. the horses that are up. This horse takes off. He just runs out, out the gate. <laughs> uh, the other horses have sort of moved off towards where there are no worms and trying to find safety. Um, this horse down here stops moving. Uh, this guy, the one that the blacksmith attacked that was attacking one of his horses, uh, stops, turns around, and tries to attack the blacksmith. And fails with two advantage and a triumph. Uh, his sword goes flying through the air. And... Um, he knocks the blacksmith down. All right, allies' turn. Who wants to go? Go ahead, Gavin. All right, um, I'm gonna go help out the blacksmith. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna use my turn to get over here, so I'm between the, the nearest one and him. Um, and I will I will swing for the fence again. Okay. By fence, I mean the worm, and not the literal fence uh, right. keeping the horses in. Okay, this could be two black one. Uh, okay, two purple, one black, and I'm gonna spend a dark a GM story points. So That's gonna be one purple, one red, one black difficulty. All right, and you know I am so ready for this, Matt. As a human, <laughs> I'm so ready for this. I'm just gonna go ahead and flip another destiny point just to be ours. Oh, you're so ready for it. So humans, ready for it. Humans are just ready for it. Ready for and anything. Pretty much. All right, let's see if I get this. I, I absolutely get it. Um, that's oh, two, two successes. Um, that's actually two advantages. I keep forgetting that one for some reason. And a triumph. Yes. Uh, two successes, two advantages, and a triumph. All right. How much damage is that going so to be? So with a sword, so that's 10 damage. So you either have to spend strain or your use your two advantage to hit with the second attack. Um, oh, I can just use the two advantage? Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, but do I go ahead and do the... The, uh, use the triumph. How, uh, well, if you want to hit with the, well, I mean, you can do it either way. Um, if you typically, I would suggest doing damage first, just to see, you know, how much, okay. how much is, you know, where this thing is. All right. So then I, I use those two. Um, I use those two to just swing with the other with the shield. Which is nine damage. Yeah, this worm is looking rough. How do you want to spend that triumph? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crit it. Might I suggest something else? Yeah, I was wondering about the abilities of my weapons. Um, well, I'm just thinking maybe. I mean, it's a triumph. It's you know an, an encounter changing sort of thing. You do have a shield. I thought is maybe you could use it. Uh, you know, maybe you could use it to try and scare off the worms. Okay, yeah, I 
can have that option. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing about triumphs. Like triumphs get crazy. Like you can you can suggest some like really cool stuff. So, so then for for this one, I run up and I just just ram into it with the shield. And then as I'm stabbing with the sword, the shield creates a nice solid thunder uh, uh, lightning uh, or thunderclap. Like just. Okay. I would say with that, um, I would let you scare these worms off. Uh, at that point, it, it sends sort of a shockwave out. These worms detach from their horses and they start running away. Every die I rolled, including the red one, rolled uh, the maximum amount of yeah. despair. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you had like a lot of threat. <laughs> I'm so glad I, upgra- I upgraded one of my greens to a yellow and <laughs> yeah. got the fifth brawn. Yeah, That's... it's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, so next ally's turn. Go. Take it. Well, I'm not sure I'll be able to get to that worm. I can get to that one as it's trying you to score my way. Could yes, I think you could. Well, if you if you're shooting magic, you can shoot him from where you are. I could, but I like using my signature spell because it <laughs> lowers the difficulty and adds some stuff. All right. Um, you will need to add a setback dice for this as well if you are engaged with it. I don't know if you are or not. Um. Yeah, that's what the. Okay. So yeah, that's, you, that's what my close it. range attribute of my signature spell is. That's what I thought. I, I wanted to make sure. Yeah, so you will need to add a setback dice on this check. Oh. Now you tell me. And just for, for giggles, I'm going to spend that last GM story point. So I'm going to upgrade one of your purple die to a red die. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because it's magic and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That is a success with two advantage. Nice. Man. So for a despair. <laughs> um, so as before, that's nine damage. Jeez. Uh, how do you want to kill it? Oh. Um, so is it is it like squirming towards me? or? It's squirming. Well, it's squirming kind of sort of horizontal towards you. Parallel to you. Okay, then I'm just yeah. going to use the staff to use some divine magic and just split it in half. So it is now two worms. It explodes. It just explodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not just two worms. It just explodes. Okay. You hit it with magic, it just... It's, worm guts go everywhere. I think I might have overdone it. <laughs> this is so gross. You look over at the blacksmith and he's like smearing worm guts off his face. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Thank you. And the other worms run off. You hear them running off into the night. And actually, uh, you they vanish pretty quickly once they get out of the corral. As if they go underground. As if they go underground? Or because they go underground? They go underground. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to use those advantage to recover some of the strain. Today. All right. Would have, would have taken for casting the spell. Is there nice. any way we can we can help these these uh downed horses? Actually, that was around a combat, so let's pick up with Kachi. You Kachi, you you make it over to the uh corral, you see a horse come running straight at you. Just wild, foaming at the mouth, just straight at you, not even caring. It's it's just going crazy. What do you do? 
I close my eyes and spread my legs and just let the future take. <laughs> it veers off at the last second. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. That, that was a pretty good strategy of mine. And then I run to the stables. Uh, you get there. Um, and I will say this. This horse um, does not move at all. One horse gets back up out of the four that were attacked. And uh, seems like it's okay. So out of seven, y'all were able to save four, which is pretty good considering two fell right as you guys, you know, got there. So very commendable job. Uh, the blacksmith turns to you, Leo, and Makra, and, and Kotjit as you come up and goes, oh, thank you guys so much. I mean, I thought we were, I thought we were a goner back there. I mean. These things just uh, just came out of nowhere. Have they been troubling you long? I mean, yeah. That's why our town paid you guys to come in and, and try and take care of them. Hmm. Oh. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh. They start to talk. I hold, up, I hold up a finger. I'm like, oh. You notice all like, you notice like bits of worm, you know, splattered everywhere. There's a couple pieces of worm like cut in half. A couple dead horses looks like. Uh, Leo, Leo does ask the um, the blacksmith. Uh, so what? Ha- what were they pumping into the horses? I don't know, man. I'm just a blacksmith. I mean, I guess, I guess poison. Uh, I mean, is it poison or are they like? Putting well, little wormlings in them, and they're going to burst out of them. No, not that I know of. I mean, uh, I've lost. Well, let's see. He looks around. And he goes, "Well, I guess I've lost uh, three more. That's uh, six. I've lost six horses to these things." Do you have poison uh, in here? He looks at his arm. And goes, "I don't know. Arm doesn't look too great." Um, I'm going to try to heal him. I'll go, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> he holds his arm out. Um, what's the difficulty on the heal check? I think it's two purple difficulty. Uh, let's see, heal. Heal, one purple. Yeah. And that's just the divine magic. Bitch. It's it, like one target it, engaged and with and not in, incapacitated. That is five success and one advantage. Uh, you place your arm on his, your hand on his arm, and heals in, in its entirety. Boop. There you go. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, think you could maybe do that on the horses. <sighs> I can try. I will have to take a nice long nap if I keep this up, though. <laughs> uh, you go over to the. You go over to two. And they are dead. Like there's, you could revive them if you want to try, or resurrect them if you want to try. They are dead. <laughs> that seems like a lot. <laughs> One seems uh, it is incapacitated, so it's going to be a harder check. But you could. It's not dead yet, but it is dying. Okay, I will try to save that one. It's going to be three purple difficulty. Yeah. Yeah, reviving incapacitated adds two two difficulty dice. Three success and three threat. Okay, 
So, <laughs> hmm. Ooh, three threads. Ooh. Don't get too excited now. This is a family show. <laughs> um, hmm. Let's see. Ooh, that's interesting. Would you care to enlighten us? I could have, uh, with three threat, I could have all other spellcasters and creatures attuned to magical energies within a day's travel become aware of the character, uh, and depending on their disposition, may be very interested in finding them and doing them harm. Or <laughs> I could, uh, the spell is slightly more powerful than expected. One character of the GM's choice is targeted or otherwise affected by the spell as well. All right. Um, yeah. You cast this thing and uh, you, do, <laughs> you do it. You sort of just channel this energy and a just freaking gigantic beam of light just shoots up into the air and uh, <laughs> sort of catches you off guard. The blacksmith sort of like steps like, oh, God, oh, oh what'd you do to my horse, mister? <laughs> um, I healed it. Yeah, um, I don't know if you would know, but I think you would know that like that that sort of sent a beacon out basically for uh, if there are any other spellcasters or magical entities within a day's travel, uh, it might it might take notice. You know that this is not a good thing, basically. Um, all right, yeah, um, that probably wasn't ideal uh i'm gonna pass that on to the party <laughs> the beacon is lit <laughs> yeah <coughs> so you're saying that giant beam may have been noticeable to other people <laughs> there's a distinct possibility of that yes oh okay <laughs> seems kind of obvious doesn't it well uh thanks guys for your Help! I think I'm gonna get the horses in inside now. That's probably a good idea. Thanks for healing my horse, man. But, uh, and your your yeah. arm, right? Yeah, and, and my arm. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I I tell you what, if if you ever need anything, you know, I owe you one. I guess. I mean, you. I've only lost uh, five horses now instead of six, so. uh that's that's really good. I mean, that helps my business out. I guess you've gained some horse jerky. I don't eat my horses, Mister. It's not. It's not for you. That's kind of that's kind of messed up. This one of the most consumed food items in the world, up until prudish America said, "Oh no, can't have any more of that." Uh, where's where's America? What's what's America? I'm just saying this guy totally eats horses. Like <laughs> I'm just saying we totally don't eat horses, mister. He totally this, eats horses. This is my livelihood. Um I'm I'm gonna go now and get the horses in. I'm gonna go check on my wife. I, I reject I reject this reality. <laughs> uh he goes <laughs> he goes off and uh checks on his wife. His wife comes out a few minutes later and they start getting their horses into the stable and Sort of calming them down. Uh, you see the sh- a, you hear the the spurs of a gentleman walking up uh, to the corral. And Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? Howdy, gentlemen! I see you've saved one of our locals. Yeah, real good. 
How you doing? Doing well. Uh, he, he looks at you, Kachi, and like does a double take. Like he, he looks you all over and then looks at you and, and like looks back at you, but nothing else. It's like, you know, it's like uh, something's bothering him, but uh, this is the same gentleman that you saw chasing you in the streets, but he doesn't make the connection. Um, well, I just spoke with the mayor. I think we're going to be uh, initiating a a curfew tonight to make sure there are no other mishaps like this. Good idea. Uh, oh, because the beacon has been lit. Yeah, and a curfew is definitely going to make the worms not show back up. And at least keep the, the innocent lives out of harm's reach. They're attracted to vibrations in the ground, you know, so people walking around or talking or horses hoofing around. Wow. And I told them they needed to get their horses in before sundown, but seems like somebody didn't take my advice. So uh, if you guys would kindly head, I assume you're staying over at the tavern. Yes, officer. All right. Well, uh, head on over there and, and uh, make sure you get in there quick. I don't want any more people dying on my watch. Yes, sir. I give a salute. I give him a big unnerving cat grin as we walk. walk past. He just kind of, he looks at, he like sees you smile and he tips his hat and then looks at you again. Like, wait a minute. And just keeps on. <laughs> you guys head back to the tavern. Yeah. I, ho- I hope my drink's still on the table. It is. Uh, the, uh, the Dunair, uh, Casimir is cleaning up certain to, to sort of end the night. There's a few people still drinking, but he's starting to, bust some tables and he gets to your table as you're walking in and he looks up and goes hey he sort of points at your drink like do you want this do you want it yeah yeah i want my drink gives you a thumbs up goes back behind the bar hey what what was this called again i i don't i don't remember you gave this drink like i don't don't remember i uh it's been a couple weeks since we played and uh yeah my memory is not that good so uh go away i don't even remember his voice okay sure (laughs) thank you he nods (laughs) i drink the drink it's wonderful ah yes it's a wonderful nightcap uh he also laid three uh Three keys on your table as well. Do uh, do we see the injured? Uh, nope, dark elf. Okay. Um, I would wait till we're sitting to fill y'all in. Do we know what kind of poison it was? Or I guess all we I, shouldn't talk about that here. All I know is that it, it definitely blows. Little boo. <laughs> blows? Yes, it was shot for my blow dart gun. From, okay, from but, below. Yeah, from below. From below. Yeah, he said it was a blow gun. A blowgun from below, and uh, and you'll never guess what happened. I I I had a choice between uh, chasing uh, Mister uh, Shooty Blow Blow, um, and instead decided to try to save the woman. I know that's out of character. Uh, who could predict? Uh, you know, Kachi would try to save the beautiful woman, but you know, I did. Um, and uh, oh yeah, by the way, I left her in care of. Uh, our good friend, Mr. Noble Elf, and uh, and I and I started to take a sip uh, of something. I just go, Tom. Wait, wait, the Tom we know, the the, the trace person. Uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yes, Tom McConaughey. Got it. 
That sounded just like him. Huh. He's in town where like do I do I see either the the um the fawn or the or Tom in the bar? No. I don't know what shot the blow dart, but whatever that blood was that led a trail back to the tavern, it disappeared immediately, it looks like. So we're dealing with some sort of uh, hocus pocus. Who knows who's what at this point? Are we even safe to stay in here? At this point, we're probably not safe to stay anywhere. It's almost like, I don't know, we're a beacon for trouble. I say looking directly at our monk. There's a distinct possibility of that, yes. Because the beacon has been lit. Content of this podcast remains property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. Genesis Role Playing Game, Genesis Logo, and Realm of Terranoff, property of Fantasy Fight Games. Any content used from Genesis Founder belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting and setting book is property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. 